Welcome to Karura's weekly podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time to journey with us. We hope your spiritual life will be transformed as you listen in. We start in three, two, one. Praise the Lord. There is absolutely no question. You have one father. That's what Jesus said. And he is in heaven. He is in heaven. And I don't want anybody to ever think that there can be anybody that can come between you and your access to your father. You need nobody else to get to your father in heaven. You have direct access to him. He loves you. He has committed himself to you. He is going to walk together with you as a true father. So yes, my, my biological kids, those ones can call me father or daddy. But the others, um, I may be in, in many ways acting like, and I hope I try to act like a father in many ways, but you have one father and he is in heaven and no one else can take that place. It is his place and his alone. Today is a great day. Today we are talking about lighting up the city on a hill. We are, trying, we are looking at how to build this, this building that the Lord has called us to do. And I want to start by reading from Matthew chapter 5. Verse 14 and 15, um, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on its stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. You know, that's what God wants his church to be. Not, not something invisible. He wants it to be something that people can see, that, that, that everyone can look to and, and find help. You know, clearly, obviously, I think all of us would know this, that the church is not the building. The church is us. It is us, the people of God, the people of Jesus Christ. But it must also be just as clear that, that we should be somewhere that people can always see, that people can, can run to. You know, when, they, when they're going through trouble, when they're going through need, when they're looking and they're seeking help, they can see this place where God is placed. Like a city on a hilltop where people can run. It is a place of safety, a place of, 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 of strength and restoration. You know, it's a great thing that, that as a church, many, many people have benefited from the work that God has been doing through us as we, as we have served him. Even in this particular time, you know, we are all aware of the COVID crisis and, and how this has affected many people, how our economy is really busted, how many people and, and, and sadly even members of our congregation have gone through a time of real challenge. But I am thankful because as a body of Christ, we have stood up and, and you and I, as we have partnered together, have been able to help hundreds of people find food, find food on a regular basis, are able to survive knowing that there are, because there are people that love Jesus Christ. This is a place to which people can flee and we can be strong. The other day I was talking to one of the churches that we are partnering with in our region in distributing food relief. And that pastor, you know, just reminded me of a testimony that, that, that he gave. He gave actually to another of our pastors. And he said that, you know, the one thing he knows about Karura Community Chapel is that this church knows how to love people. 
in a real and practical way. The needy neighbors within the community find support, find strength from this church. And, and I really thank God for each and every one of us because it's our partnership together that enables that work to be done. In everything we do, God wants us to represent him, to carry his name and his love. And even in this building plan that we have to build, not just simply a church building, we are seeking to build a worship and community center. It's a place of worship where people can meet God and grow in him, a place of rescue and a beacon of hope and, and healing. It's a discipleship center that will help us to fulfill God's call to us to enable a people that are committed to continuous growth as disciples of Jesus Christ. Like Jesus Christ, a people who engage the world and a community center for the whole community. You know, where people will be, will find this like a hub for us, for other people coming together for spiritual, physical, psychological, and social healing and connection with God. The Bible says in Luke 2.52 that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. He had mental, physical, spiritual, and social growth. All of this is important to God. It is really important to God. And, and, and as we're thinking about the, 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 the center that we're developing, we, we believe that it will represent all of that. That is how we've planned it. It is a beautiful place that will help us, the people of God, to, to be that city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Today we have an opportunity to partner together um, as a team and do something for the Lord um, that he has asked us to do, that he has actually gifted us for. You know, I, I mean, when I think about this work, the, the design of the, of the church that has been planned, this wonderful sanctuary, was done by one of us. Um, the supervision of the work that is, so that it is just as God placed in the heart of the architect and it's, it's on the project delivery team that is part of our community, the project management, the quantity surveyor who approves every payment is a part of our church community. It's just amazing how the Lord has brought together this entire team and called them to this work, almost all of them giving it as a free gift, um, as something that they are doing for the Lord. And so then we as a church, we have the opportunity of stepping forward together to do his will. And it is my prayer that we will do this work. And as we are doing this today, you know, we will give in a powerful way with great, great joy. In First Chronicles chapter 29, we have a huge celebration that is being done by, you know, at the, well, it was a huge fundraising really that was being done for the temple of God. David was raising funds. And I want to look at the response of David, the prayer that he prayed after they had given um, as he celebrated what had happened because it has a lot to teach us about the way we are to live and we are to give and we are to do these things that when the Lord is asking us to build facilities and, and other things that he calls us to do. So it's First Chronicles chapter 29. We'll be going from verse 10 through 20. I'll be reading just a few verses and sharing some thoughts as we go along. So from verse 10. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you, are, you rule over everything. 
power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Verse 13, oh our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. You know, what were they doing here? It's worship. It's a recognition that what they're doing is really ultimately towards God. It is, it is God that they're seeking to serve. The one who is to be praised forever and ever. The one who owns everything. The heavens and the earth belong to him. He is our king and this is about his kingdom. He is over all things. You know, wealth and honor, where do they come from? What is their source? What about power? The source of power. You know, we always start here. We start here with worship that recognizes who it is that we are serving and our place before him. Because giving is worship as we respond in this way. Verse 14. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here only for a moment, visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. Oh Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives. And I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. There are three thoughts that, that, that I want us to catch there. Firstly, that everything comes from God. He owns it all. We have what we have. Even this life that we live, it's only for a brief time. He says there that we are visitors, strangers. We are born so quick. which Therefore, it makes so much sense that we, that we invest it for eternal purposes, that our lives would be invested and the things that we have would be invested for something that will outlast us, that will outlive us way beyond our time and glorify God into eternity. Secondly, we are enabled to give by his giving to us. Please remember that. We have nothing that did not ultimately come from him. Our hands that work, our legs that, that run, our brains that think, he is the enabler and the giver. And as the Bible teaches, we give only out of what he has given to us, out of what we have. God never asks for the impossible. He's not asking you to give what you don't have. The third one is giving should be willing and with integrity of heart. God rejoices when our motives are clean and we give willingly and joyously because we love him. And it's a joy to give to him and for his work. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. When we give, when we are acting, you know, as God followers, we are to do this thing as, as a people of integrity. It should point to God. If we are doing it with integrity, it should point to God. And so we give, not to Tisha, not to impress other people and, and win the applause of men. We give and we do things so that people will see God at work in us. They will see God at work in us. This is the way that we see God, I mean, David giving. It was extraordinary. I mean, David had been, had been doing savings and, and storing up things for the temple. But then, at this point, he gives all the balance of his wealth, everything, towards this building. And the outcome, 
the people looked at what he had done and they praised God when they saw how he and others gave. You know, God was praised because David wasn't showing off. He was giving in a way, of, in a way that showed a God motivation. And I pray that that is our motivation. Guys, we can only give what we have received. You know, we should always, as we, as, as we, as we interact with this, you know, recognize like Job that we came into this world with nothing. We will leave it with nothing. And it all ultimately belongs to God. So God's principle, you know, each one should give according to what he has. If God has given you more, then God's expectation is that you would give more. You know, for to whom much is given, much will be required or expected. This is what God says. Verse 18. O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. I love that prayer. I love that prayer. You know, what was going on here is that their, their giving was an indicator of their desire to serve and obey God. It was an indicator of a deep love for him. But also a recognition as David is praying that sometimes we will, you know, we, we can stray. Our love can stray. And, and, and he's asking God, help us. Help us to love you more and more. Help us to continually love you, you know, so that our work and our, the things that we do will always turn to your glory. May we continually desire to serve God in season and out, even in COVID season, in our workplaces, in our businesses, in this place as we, as we do this work. Verse 19 says, Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees, and to do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. You know, David was praying for the one who was actually going to do the work. Please, guys, let's pray for the people responsible to execute the project. Our project delivery team that is led by Elder Minju. Our fundraising team led by Sam Odwar. Our, our secretariat that is headed by Frank Ireri. Our consultants, um, our consultant team that is led by architect Gedaiga and the project manager Kuto. Thinking about the contractor. All of us also. All of us, because this is a project that is not just about them, it's about us. It's something that God has called us to do, um, and we need to make this happen. So pray even for yourself. May God enable us to actually execute the project all the way to the end. And then in verse 20, the Bible says, Then David said to the whole assembly, Give praise to the Lord your God. And the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the King. Praise God. Praise God. You know, beginning and end of all of this is worship to our God. It is praise and recognition that this is our God. This is our King. This is the one that we are living for. This is King Jesus who, who, who paid the ultimate price for the ultimate temple that we walk into and we walk into that throne room and we can speak with our Father in heaven directly. We always have, you know, that access. We have the Holy Spirit in us enabling us to live that life that, that, that God has, has called us to because we have become his temple even as we do these things that we are building now. You know, we together are the temple of God. He paid for us already. He's done everything that we, that, that, that we needed. And now it's us. It's our part 
Um, it's our, our chance and opportunity to do our part and fulfill his will so that in our generation we will have become those people that have accomplished the purposes of God and building on us, the future generations will find blessing. They will find glory because there will be a city on a hill that has been lit by a people that are present at this time. Father in heaven, I just thank you so much for what you are doing and what you've done. And I pray that this whole thing, all this, this fundraising and all the work that is going to be done will really be about you. That it will result in your joy. That we will be full of joy out of the things that we do because we are doing it for you. I praise you. I praise you, Lord. There is no God but you. Amen. Amen. God bless you so much.